What is going on out there? Lacrosse fans, sports bettors alike. It's another edition of Bet on Lacrosse, where we're not only cashing those tickets each and every week, we're also hoping to make you a better better. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what we're doing here every Wednesday night with our Bet on Lacrosse live editions that we've been doing here on Twitter Space, uh, share them. You know, hit it in your timeline. Tell people about it because the more people, the merrier. We love getting people's opinions. We love hearing what you think about the shows we've been dropping. Uh, so we super appreciate all of the um, you know, interaction that we've been getting, all the people that we've gotten to meet through doing these spaces. Um, it's awesome. It's great getting to you know, not only learn uh, stuff from these folks who are listening in, but also learn that uh, you know we're we're a town over in some cases, we're we're school rivals in some cases. Uh, the world and especially the lacrosse community seems like it's getting smaller while it's getting bigger as we're all getting to know each other. So I, I love it. I hope that you guys and gals enjoy it too. And we're so happy to be back for another live edition with me. We're going back to the original trio right here from our live editions of bet on lacrosse. I got my guys Hutton Jackson with the action network and we got Justin Byers with front office sports, a business writer, JB rough last week. But the thing is we keep on chugging one week does not a year make it is a marathon not a sprint with that being said how you doing my man i can't complain one bit excited to talk some some lacrosse and some betting and looking forward to getting one percent better each day as we attack these lines as a philadelphia eagles fan and hearing nick sirianni every single day saying we're getting one percent better and then after a hundred days you're already a hundred percent better so uh you know you, you continue getting better i love it uh hutton you know not a bad week for us again you the week prior were you 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 just would step out of bed and cash tickets came a little bit more down to earth as the squad but we're still chugging forward. We're still profitable for the year, and that's what it's all about. Hutton, how you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm doing well. Not as great of a weekend as last week, but uh, still decent. Um, still, you know, a little bit above above breaking even, so that's good. Um, you know, it's a, never a bad week when you're still cashing some tickets, even if, you know, you're not winning as much as the previous week. So had some NLL plays go my way, had some go the wrong way. Same with the NCAA. Um, the big one, I think, though, that I was excited for was the Duke-UNC under hit, and there was not a sweat for that one. So that was a nice little appetizer for that Duke-UNC basketball game. That was a nail-biter, so um, that was a good one. But, uh, yeah, can't complain. Yeah, I saw a lot of um, love from a couple different folks looking at that over in that game. So I, much like you, I was rolling with the Twitter space boys and, and the bet on the cross crew here. We were all in lockstep on that under, and – Hey, you know what? Some people say that life's too short to bet the under. Some people say, you know, betting unders is no fun. Um, I don't know. When I when I checked my account and saw there was more money in it than before I placed that bet, eh, it was pretty fun playing that under, I will say. So uh, we're going to do things a little bit different this week. We all have some, uh, some commitments going on, so we're going to try and keep it a little bit tighter. So that means next week we're going to be returning, opening up the space and having some folks jump in and give their plays um, we're looking forward, you know, interacting with you on Twitter and getting your shares. But just in the sake of time, we're just going to keep it with this three rolling around. So we will be back next Wednesday 
opening it up hearing from our guys and gals who have been checking in over these past few weeks and we're uh, we're excited for that but you know just a little bit tighter this week so we're actually going to start with the nll recap we're going to get into some plays we have in box lacrosse this weekend um give you our favorite best bets for the nll week weekend as the action is heating up and playoffs are nigh and then we're going to end the show talking with a little NCAA, some field lacrosse. We're going to preview the Maryland Rutgers game. Full breakdown from all three of us on the dais on the Duke-Notre Dame game. My best bet is also coming from the Duke-Notre Dame game. And I uh, have two plays that I'm eyeing this weekend. Justin has a few he's liking, and Hutton's going to drop a best bet in NCAA action as well. So that's how we're doing it. We're going to keep it nice. We're going to keep it moving. So nothing to it but to do it. Let's get to it nll last weekend um playoff race like i said is heating up but uh pro lacrosse our bet on the cross squad here a uh, one and two weekend so not terrible at least you know you don't get shut out but um only hit was the firewalls money line a, a play that we really liked as the riptide and wings 16 goals between the two vancouver goes to overtime and that's where our bet, unfortunately, went to die. They fall to Calgary. We are not able to get that one home. So one and two on the weekend. But we're going to keep chugging. We're going to keep firing. And we're going to get you some winners this weekend in NLL action. Um, before we get into some specific matchups, you know, we talk all the time about how we aim to make people better betters. And Hutton has something that he really wants to talk about that we've been preaching since, what, episode one of the Bet on Lacrosse podcast, episode of the Fantasy Lacrosse podcast, and that is you shop till you drop. Right, Hutton? Absolutely. Line shop. That's my catchphrase. Uh, so, yeah, DraftKings, BetMGM, we've kind of noticed the, the lines for NLL have kind of been around the same. Um, sometimes they're verbatim. There's not any change at all. Um, and now we're seeing uh, – I'll get to it a little bit later, but BetMGM is actually putting some college lacrosse uh, lines up in addition to the futures they already have. Still not much uh, value, though, line shopping there either. Caesars, though, I've noticed has been quite different. Um, not vastly different, but again, this week, all the totals on BetMGM and DraftKings are 22 and a half. Um, I don't know if that's laziness or the fact that no one can figure out, you know, how many goals are going to be scored. I feel like it's a little bit of both because – you know, we were pretty high on that wings riptide over, and sure enough, it was one of the lower totals of the year. Um, but Caesars actually has some different totals. So a lot of them are also 22 and a half, but uh, Bandit's riptide game we're going to talk about a little bit later is actually 23 goals, so there's no hook there. And then there's a few 21 and a halves as well, um, which might play into to our favor a little bit later as well. So, again, always line shop. Um, I don't think there's any spread differences between Caesars and DraftKings and BetMGM this week, but, you know, you might be laying some juice more on some other books. So, again, uh, you know, if it's 125, minus 125 on one book and you see it for minus 115 or minus 120 on another, you know, take take the minus 120, take the minus 115, do yourself a favor, you know, in case that does lose. So, um, yeah, that's where I, I, I just always recommend line shopping. So, um, a few, you know, depending on where, where you're looking, there's a few advantages you might have there. You might be able to get a better number. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously we talk about that in the prism of lacrosse. This is bet on lacrosse after all, but, um, that's just something that you need to do. If you're, if you're serious about actually trying to make some coin, even if you are a recreational better, if you have the opportunity to have two or more books, I, I would say two is the bare minimum. If you at least have the opportunity to have so in your state because 
the difference between having a profitable year might be the difference between laying minus 105 on a couple bets as opposed to laying minus 120. You know, winning a bet, I mean, how many have we either cashed or the ones that we remember lost by 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 a half point like like those half points they might be some of the most important things in betting so i'm with hutton line shop line shop line shop and you know you say well i i really like the promos that they have on this book i'm not saying get rid of that book i'm just saying have some different options so that you're always placing at the best number because that is you know, I, I work with pro bettors. I'm not one myself. You know, I still consider myself, you know, recreational, even though I'm in this space, I'm working at it every single day. Um, but what pro bettors say, the number one thing is multiple outs is so important. So I'm right there with you, Hutton, you know, just a little bit more of a, a macro betting tip. Um, if you just have one book, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And, um, you know, I understand some people's hands are tied and I really never suggest for people really hopping offshore um you know if that's really your only option okay but especially with regulatory rules um i think you're better off sticking with regulated books you know what you're getting with them you're not going to get screwed over um the customer service even if some books are better than others um that, that that's why you're betting with regulated books and and that's the only way that i really bet now so um Hutton, also, just looking at the board this week before we get into some of our favorite plays, um, you just roll down, you know, whether you go to DraftKings or BetMGM, you can find shop all you want. You kind of mentioned this, but uh, 22 and a half seemed to be the uh, the number of the week here. Um, but also, you know, you, uh, with the outs that you potentially have, Caesars is also starting to post some games. So, um, you know, some good points that you're making there. Um Bandits also this weekend, two and a half point favorites versus Riptide. That's been a profitable endeavor when you're getting the Riptide plus two and a half. Um, any thoughts on, on on that matchup, what you're kind of eyeing? Or, um, you know, we can just pivot and get right on into it with our favorite NLL plays for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I love my Riptide plus two and a half, and um, they've treated me well. Uh, I might have to go against that this week. You know, I just think the Bandits have looked too good. Um, and I think, you know, they're at home. Bandit land is a tough place to play. You know, there's some, some venues in the NLL that there is a home field advantage. Some there's not, uh, bandit land is definitely one that is a tough environment to play in. Colorado is a tough one. Riptide just played there on Monday. Um, and sure enough, you know, the mammoth were able to not only win and cover the spread there too. Um, Saskatchewan is a tough place to play. And we talk to these players too, like some of them enjoy playing these environments. So it's not like you're going to NFL stadium where, you know, you can't hear the play calls or whatever. Like there's an actual, you know, sometimes strategic advantage. Um, I still do think in lacrosse games though, if you get down and this crowd gets into it, uh, there is some home field advantage and bandit land is a tough place to play. So I'm actually leaning, uh, Buffalo minus two and a half. It's minus one ten right now. Um, I, I kind of like that play. Uh, I think I like the over in this game a little bit more at uh, twenty two and a half. Um, both these teams can put up a lot of o- offense. Bandits have been just putting up points left and right. Uh, Riptide usually have this past weekend uh, was kind of a dud for them, so I think they're gonna you know kind of right the ship and get back to form. Um, hopefully, maybe that. I think that might. I don't know if that's baked into the number a little bit here. The fact that they didn't do well the past weekend, probably not as much since they're all 22 and a half totals. But um, I do like this game going over. And unfortunately, Caesars has them at 23. So if you like the under in this game, which I don't recommend, then, you know, maybe you want to go to Caesars. But if you like the over, stick with that MGM or DraftKings. 
See, not lying. That half point matters if you like the different sides, but kind of with them. I'm back in the over. Both of those just high-powered offenses. Um, you know, obviously, obviously the Bandits can get to 22 themselves, <laughs> and then you just need need Riptide to, uh, to drop one in there in, uh, in garbage time. So, uh, no, I, I, I like both of those. Um, the one that I'm eyeing, and, and you actually helped me out on this one, Hutton, because uh, I, I, I don't have Caesars, so I won't be able to place it, but I still like the over 22 and a half when the seals and wings are facing off. Um, the only option that I have is the 22 and a half minus one Oh five. So not too bad on the juice there. I just think there's some values. This wings defense really all season has left a little bit to be desired. I mean, you could argue um, both ways seals kind of up and down in that aspect, but the seals are just also more than comfortable. You get into track meet with them. They're not going to back down even a little bit. Honestly, they might even prefer kind of having that pace of play going up just because of the firepower that they have. I think this is a lower total. If you can get the 21 and a half, do it. That's a full point of value. Um, I, I still think this gets over that 22 and a half number. A- any thoughts on that one, Hutton, before we swing it into NCAA and hear from JB over there? We talk a little Maryland Rutgers, a little Duke Notre Dame preview, and we got some best bets as well. We didn't forget about you, JB. I, I know you're just our field guy. That's why we bring you in. We get you on the fast break. We just give you those little dunks right there next to the crease. Um, any thoughts on that over before we kind of wrap the NLL here, Hutton, or uh, anything else you're eyeing? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I, I like it a little bit better at Caesar than 21 and a half. I know it's not available for you, um, but if you, if it is available for people, I suggest they you know definitely go there, even if it's laying a little bit more juice. Um, I think these teams too, they, it's another example of where like these offenses have kind of underperformed lately and I think they're due. Um, now the tough thing is, you know, both stout goaltenders got Chiliano and cage for the seals. Zach Higgins is also more than capable. Uh, so those two goalies can really perform. I just think the spot, like the seals have been reeling recently. Um, they're a team that's probably still going to lock up that one seed, uh, you know, in the West, but um not if they keep losing so i think they're hungry for a win i think this offense is going to show up and i think the wings are going to match them um you know i kind of lean seals in this game not going to bet it but uh i do like this over to go over 21 and a half and like you said even over 22 and a half um so yeah i like that play now i kind of want to talk a little bit just about real quick some of these teams that kind of have locked up playoff positions you know you're kind of seeing in the nba teams that have kind of locked it up or maybe, you know, resting their stars and stuff. You don't really see that as much in lacrosse, but um, I don't think the motivation factor is really not there. I mean, you look at a game where the Bandits, they're pretty much locked. They already clinched a playoff berth. They're playing a riptide team that's out of it. These teams are still going to compete hard. Uh, I don't see that as an advantage. I know we kind of teased it earlier, like, you know, is there an advantage to teams that are playing for more? Um, I don't really see it. Toronto Rock, they also clinched a berth last week. They're playing a Nighthawks team that isn't going to make the playoffs. Kind of a similar game to the Bandits' Riptide. Like, who has more motivation in that game? They're both motivated. You know, they're both – they they don't you – know, these teams are motivated to perform. They want to get wins regardless of whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. So I don't read into that too much. A game that I have marked down that I, I, I kind of don't know how I feel about it. Um, I've kind of flip-flopped is Calgary Roughnecks versus Panther City. Both these teams, like – this is essentially a playoff game. Whoever wins this game has a good shot of still making the playoffs. Um, the other, probably their playoff hopes die after this game, unfortunately, because they're both competing for the same spot. Um, Panther City minus one and a half on the money line. I mean, this 
games essentially a pick 'em with uh, minus one hundred five on Panther City, minus one twenty five with Calgary. I don't know. I kind of felt like Pan- Panther City's in a good spot. They beat them 14-11 earlier. They lost in overtime to Calgary, but Calgary has been playing really well. And the Saddle Dome in Calgary is another tough place to play. So this is another one that's I got circled on my calendar. Must watch, uh, even if you don't have any action on it. Yeah, a, a lot as the playoff race starts heating up here. And the other thing, too, before we get into NCAA, last thing I'm going to say, this is, again, a little bit more of a macro thing. You know, you hear all the time about, oh, this team's in a must win. You know, this this, this means a lot to a team because they're in a must win. Um, if you're in a must win late in the season, it's probably for a reason. You know, it's probably because you either underperformed or – you know, you backed yourself into a corner. Maybe you didn't live up to expectations. So everybody frames this must-win argument as, oh, my goodness, they're going to be up. They're going to be motivated. No, it's a must-win because they struggled all season long. And logic says, um, you know, you might see that same struggle coming again. So that's something that's across all sports, not just lacrosse. He's Hutton Jackson with the Action Network. I'm Dan Alexander with wagertalkandgambling.com. And we do have with us Justin Byers from FOS, front office sports, a business writer over there. So to recap, favorite NLL plays that we got for you this weekend, we're taking the Bandits minus two and a half as they take on the Riptide. Sorry, Riptide. I know you made me money all year long, but, uh, you know, it's it's my heart fighting with, well, I can't even say my head. It's fighting with my heart because I, I love backing the Bandits. They've been making me money. So I'm rolling with Hutton, Bandits two and a half, and uh, also the over in that game. I personally am looking at the over. If you can get 21 and a half in the Seals Wings game, hit that. But I'm still playing it at 22 and a half. Just uh, just a half unit play since it's at minus 105. That's the way I'm going to be hitting that. So that's our NLL plays for this weekend. So let's get to it. My first true love, NCAA lacrosse. And a lot of action this last weekend. Uh, My three-team parlay gets home. Um, Hopefully you did not switch it out for UVA because UVA was the parlay buster. Anybody who had uh, the Wahoos in their parlay um, were were really saying boo-hoo because it was just a brutal loss for UVA. Um, I stayed away from them, so I get home with Notre Dame, got home with Georgetown, and oh yeah, Maryland. Uh, that one was really hard to get home against Michigan. That team just continues to... You, you, you think you're like, alright, I understand how good Maryland is now, and then the next week they're just like, no you don't. No, 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 no you don't. Let, let me cover another number. You want me to cover the six and a half too? I'll do that. Uh, just terrific what we've seen from the Terrapins. 9-0 and oh, straight up this season. Um, the other play that we love, guys, that under UNC Duke, 27 and a half. JB, I'm going to throw it your way since we haven't gotten to chat with you in a little bit. Um, any takeaways for you this past weekend? Um, you know, there were some upsets. There were some shockers. Um, you know, you, you look at what happens with uh, that Duke North Carolina game. We all thought, you know, maybe you're going to see it a little bit closer. I was leaning, leaning the Duke way. Um, they go going away against UNC. Um, Notre Dame coming off a huge win over Syracuse. Saw a lot of love for them, too. Takeaways for you, either on the betting side or just what you saw on the field last weekend, JB? Yeah, last weekend was wild. And I think that's going to be a little bit more the same as we get deeper into conference play, I think that's just the nature of the beast right now. Um, one thing I learned this this past week is don't try and, and pay too much attention to the lines 
rather go with your heart and go with the research you've done. That will kind of give you the the big picture with things approaching the, the latter half of the season where teams are really fighting for it and trying to make something of the season that they might not have had. So, yeah, this week was a, a gauntlet. We've seen a lot of parity like we have the previous weeks, and that's only going to go uh, forward here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. I think as we've continued betting on lacrosse here, bet on lacrosse, the uh, namesake of the show, um, we've just seen um, – I think we all kind of knew the parity that, that the sport of lacrosse brings, you know, everybody being able to go on the run. You know, you get life breathed into you and goals beget goals beget goals. Um, being able to quantify it with sports betting and really look at the absolute parity that's happening, not just straight up, but against the spread has really solidified. And I, I think confirmed what we all kind of knew in our hearts about lacrosse. And that's, you know, you hear the, the old saying with football, any given Sunday, but in lacrosse, you step on the field and you're having an off day and a team jumps all over you. You don't know what's going to end up. And, and, and I think, you know, that's what happened in that Notre Dame game. Syracuse just was riding a little bit high. Notre Dame was really in a desperate spot. They lose to Virginia the week before, and they just get life breathed into them. They start scoring, and before you knew it, that game was over before they could even find what was happening for the Orange there. So, um, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, some marquee matchups and great games that we have this weekend, Maryland Rutgers figures to be a terrific game two of the teams that are very high in all the different metrics you know you can argue has Maryland had you know maybe as tough of a schedule as Rutgers you could maybe argue that the same exact way but as it stands and what the odds makers are saying it's Maryland laying a number again this week guys minus four and a half as they take on Rutgers Hutton your thoughts on this game um, and, and kind of how are you seeing the market? One of the things that we've been really good with here on the show is reading where money is going and being able to prognosticate what's going to happen in the market. Um, what are you looking at in this Rutgers-Maryland matchup? Is this finally the week to maybe fade the Terrapins? Um, how are you reading it? Yeah, I uh, I don't want to say it's fading the Terrapins because I think, still think they're going to win, but I like Rutgers plus four and a half here. Um, and right now you can get that – you know, even money. So even if you're like, I don't know about four and a half, I'd feel better five and a half wait, because the way things have been going um, Friday night, Saturday morning, you should be able to get that five and a half. um, Cause we've just seen money continue to pour in on Maryland, you know, on Saturday morning, um, you know, even, even when there's these high spreads. So um, I like him at plus four and a half. I got him at plus four and a half already. And I'm going to double down if it, it does get to plus five and a half. I just think, it's too big of a number. I think Rutgers is a good team that should compete with Maryland. I still think Maryland pulls it out. But, you know, I think we should have seen something more along the lines of two and a half, maybe three and a half. Um, I don't know. I, you know, again, when Maryland met with UVA, no one expected Maryland to just destroy them. But I think we could all agree still on paper that line was correct. And here I feel like may, maybe like Maryland's just getting a little bit too much credit like they they've played you know they they've not getting too much credit but i just think against this Rutgers team it's a little bit higher of a tier i put them on the same tier as uva and uva only got plus one and a half so to be getting plus four and a half with Rutgers um feels like the play to me i don't know maryland might surprise me they might you know again drop five or more on them um win by five or more on them but i just think especially you look at Rutgers and cage with cursed i think cursed 
can keep this team in games. Rutgers plays fast. They can, uh, you know, they can go on runs. Um, I just don't see this Rutgers team losing by five goals or more to this Maryland team. Um, now, I still, if you know, you had to have me pick on the money line, I like Maryland on the money line. But, you know, so you can keep them in your parlays, I think. But uh, as far as the spread, I like Rutgers plus four and a half. And I love it even more at plus five and a half, which you'll hopefully get on Saturday. JB, you know, you hear him say Kirsch. That was a uh, that was a name that uh, you've kind of been talking about several times throughout our different spaces that we've done here. So, um, what are you are you looking the same way? Is this uh, is this time to be backing somebody else against the spread than the Terrapins? How how do you break this one down, man? You already know we're, we're fading Maryland this week. I've I've loved what I've seen out of this Rutgers team. I was kind of skeptical about them early on, but they've only impressed me week by week. And I think the thing that really stands out with this Rutgers team is their athleticism and their skill. I think they're one of the only teams in the country that can kind of mirror what Maryland has on their roster. We've seen Rutgers been able to get up and down the field and play sideline to sideline and pick up ground balls like it's nobody's business and just play hustle ball, which I, uh, I that's the way the game is supposed to be played, and it's a good thing to watch. And I, I think what, what Colin Curse, like what Hutton was saying, like he's a game changer. Anybody who's played the game or has even watched the game knows if a goalie's standing on his head, it, it can change the, the complexity of an entire game, no matter what quarter or, or whatever the score is. So I think Curse is going to be a, a difference maker in this matchup. And it's, it's a weird spot for a college athlete, a Sunday night, 7 p.m. You don't know if these guys are maybe thinking about going out Friday night. You don't know what kind of homework they've got going on for Monday. And to have that kind of thing looming on you all weekend, waiting for a game, I think this is a spot that Maryland can kind of get caught slipping. Yeah, and you mentioned Curse, too. I think what is so underrated about his game is he he leads to more offense. So he makes a big stop. I mean, look at that Ohio State game. We both watched that, Justin, and he just – probably led to four or five goals alone on these fast breaks. So I think that's the other thing and why I like them, you know, plus four and a half is I think even if Maryland wins this game, it's going to be close because Rutgers has the ability to come back. They get down, you know, six or seven goals. Rutgers can chip away and get that backdoor covered, even if the win's not within reach. So that's where I, I don't think this Rutgers team, I just don't see them keeling over to Maryland. Like we've seen some of these other teams like Penn state, or, um, you know, some of the other teams Maryland's whooped up on. I just don't – I don't see it happening. And uh, um, I don't know. They, again, we thought that with UVA, and UVA surprised us. But um, I just feel – I feel like this Rutgers team is probably feeling a little disrespected, uh, you know, being four-and-a-half-point underdogs to Maryland, as good as Maryland has looked so far. Yeah, they've looked confident. And kind of like building on what you say about their team, I've, I've looked through their roster and their statistics so far this season. They've had 24 goal scorers. So that means everybody's getting involved. That means everybody's happy to be there. And there's going to be a lot of opportunity for, for guys to kind of get in and get out. And a way to beat Maryland is to use your depth. Because they're going to run up and down. Like Maryland's got the horses, no no question. But does Rutgers have the horses? Yes, they do. But they might be able to kind of to help that and alleviate some of that pressure with their depth. Well, guys, I hate to do it. But I think I'm going to be that one who has to break up the Rutgers Kiki Kumbaya we have going on right here because um, I'm 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 rolling with Maryland until the wheels fall off. Yes, is four and a half a big number, 
it is. Um, but this team has shown they are able to cover those big numbers. Um, you know, I, I, I look at the game that they had against Virginia and, you know, yes, could Rutgers be more like a one and a half point underdog? They could, but you know, we, we thought the same thing about Virginia and I know it's only one game. So, and I never really like using past results as like the indicator of, Oh, well, here's what happened. They beat Virginia. So, you know, I'm not really doing that, but we, we could have made Virginia, um, what, 10 and a half point underdogs in that game and they wouldn't have covered it. You, you, you know what I mean? So this, this team, when they've gone up against competition that is on their level, they have come ready to play. And then I've tried, you know, fading them in, in a spot that maybe isn't advantageous. A cold, windy, blustery night that they had to travel to Happy Valley. It was a Sunday night. And I faded them in that game, and I had all kinds of egg on my face. And, uh, you know, they, they get home with an 11-goal win in that one. So I think you guys make great arguments. And I think that's why I love sports betting is because the lines makers, they put up a number. We dissect it. We see what side that we're on. Um, you know, I, I would be confident laying the four and a half. I would be confident with them um, in, in the uh, in the money line parlay. I guarantee you I'll have at least one of those. But, um, you know, it, uh, until a team does – stop Maryland and who knows this could be the week that Rutgers does that this could be the week that a 10 and 1 Rutgers team makes it 11 and 1 and then Maryland finally has their first loss on the year that could happen this week but um I I just I can't step in front of this train maybe it's because I'm still trying to take the tracks off my back from when I did it the other week against uh, against Penn State so that's the way that I'm looking at it Hutton it's completely understandable. Um, but, you know, I, I, if you do want that four and a half, like we said, jump on that now because it might be gone. So, you know, I, I feel much more comfortable. I mean, sure you would if you're laying the four and a half with Maryland as opposed to five and a half. Um, you know, that can be the difference in between cashing a ticket or not. Uh, I want to get you guys' opinion because I don't, I don't feel comfortable betting the total here. But what do we think of this high total of 28 and a half? I feel like that's pretty accurate between these two teams firepower wise I, I don't know if I can go over because I I just it's such a high total but I certainly don't want to bet the under either just because these teams have shown the propensity to score a lot of goals what are you guys thoughts on the total though I, I think I think with Kirsten Cage that's what really worries me about this thing going over with that high total I think the firepower is definitely there but if Kirst has one of those cursed games where he just turns into a stone wall down the stretch um, I think number one, that's what'll get your Rutgers four and a half tickets home. Like, I think this game is so contingent on what happens between the pipes for Rutgers. If um, Kirst isn't seeing it and Maryland's able to feel that confidence where they're picking corners. Um, so I, I think I would just stay away from the total. If it was a lower number, I, I would go over. Um, if it was a higher number, I would just stay away from it. But at a pretty high total already, um, I, I think I'm just going to stay away. Now, though, with you, I lean over. I just wish I had a crystal ball that could tell me how cursed is going to play. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think, JB? Yeah, this is this is a tough one because you can kind of see a game where things are, are just flying around the field offensively where we're seeing a lot of goals. Or maybe we see a really physical matchup between these two teams where they're kind of slugging it out for the maybe the first quarter or so, which could lead, as, as, as we've known, as we've gone through this season, a slow quarter could just change the entire complexity of a total. Um, so that's why this is a little bit of a... a lack of a better turn, I gamble for me, but uh, I would say, I mean, if I were leading anywhere, I'd, I'd never take an under hardly, so I'd, I'd definitely go over. <laughs> um, 
But like, look, I'm looking at this schedule now for Rutgers, and last week it was it was a 12 to seven win over over Hopkins, which I think this game could maybe see a similar trajectory. And, you know, that would put us at the under. But I mean, looking at their their other three matchups, it's they're putting up 22 and 16 and 18. So it, it's tough to say. But uh, if I were to lean any direction, it's College Park. So we're getting turf. Hopefully the weather's good. So I'd lean over. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing with these teams is when you have the top teams like Maryland and Rutgers, they're good at playing different styles. You saw Maryland, who's typically a more slower-tempo team, really play fast against UVA. Obviously, they've been putting up goals left and right. Um, and Rutgers likes to play fast. But then again, you know, they beat Hopkins in a low-scoring affair. So that's also what makes it kind of unpredictable. They're not like a team like uh, – I, I don't know of an example, but, I'm, you know, they're not a team where – you know, there's going to be high totals no matter what, whether they're winning or losing. You know, some of those teams, whether they're whooping up on competition or they're getting the ones getting their ass kicked, like the totals always seem to go over. These two teams, like, you know, you don't really know what the game's going to turn into because they're good at adapting to each other's styles. So that's kind of what makes me hesitant to, to touch it as well. Yeah, I, I think a lot of good information there, hopefully helping you formulate your bets this weekend for some NCAA action. I'm rolling with Maryland till the wheels fall off. Uh, we're, we're, we're hitting the uh, the boxing bell, um, and these guys are, uh, are doing a tag team on me here. They're going with Rutgers plus four and a half. So, um, again, I think Hutton makes the great point, though. If you like Maryland, bet them now. That number's likely only going to get higher or you're going to be laying more juice on it. And we said at the top, that's sometimes the difference between not only winners and losers in the short term, but being profitable once you check your bankroll at the end of the season. Let's spin around to the Duke-Notre Dame matchup. I think another marquee matchup, two teams that you could argue, you know, Duke definitely with the better record, but, you know, they're kind of underperforming a little bit this year. They're, you know, getting wins over teams like Towson, um, Richmond, who just had a nice upset win as well, high point, and then losing games against Ivy teams like Penn, um, you know, losing to uh, Loyola, um, of course, the loss to Syracuse that breathed life into them. So um, just two teams that have kind of been a little bit of a head scratcher, and Notre Dame is looking to get back to 500 this week. So my best bet comes from this game, so I'm going to abstain from giving my full take on this. I'm just looking forward to seeing this game. I think two teams that are really desperate for a win. This has already become a pretty big rivalry. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game just from a fan standpoint, but I also think there's some money to be made on this one. Justin, I know you're pumped up for this game. You're going to have any skin in the game, or are you just going to be hanging out on the sidelines saying, um, I hope everybody else cashes their tickets on this one. How are you attacking this one? Yeah, this is going to be probably the best game of the weekend. Uh, Being in Indiana, I've always had a, I love for Notre Dame lacrosse, so I'm excited to see them compete against Duke. But, yeah, I'm staying on the sidelines on this one simply because both of these two teams I had futures on to win it all. So it's sort of like, okay, I don't know if I want to bet against two of the, the teams I'm really kind of hoping kind of figure things out here in the second half of the season. So I'm going to lay off of this one. Um, Obviously, I think after what we saw from Notre Dame last week, they're trending upward. I actually doubled down on my future last week because I had great odds at plus 1,200 with the Irish. So if that's still available, I don't care what the odds are right now. I would still maybe take a look at that. We've seen uh, this Notre Dame 
program kind of turn it on towards the second half of the season. And of course, they're they're coached by Corrigan, who's been there almost forty years. So th- of course, he's going to get his team prepared as the uh, the competition kind of ramps up. But yeah, I think Duke is this. I mean, Duke is Duke. They've got a great roster, but you really don't know what you're going to get each week. And I think the momentum that Notre Dame had after just putting a shellacking on Syracuse is just uh, too much to handle. So I would lean Notre Dame. Um, I, I think they're pretty good odds on the money line from what I remember. So I would probably just go all in. I wouldn't even look at the spread. Just, you know, it's either one. It's probably going to be a one-goal game. So I'm riding with Notre Dame for a lean. I, I probably will end up, you know, sprinkling something on this as, <laughs> as we get close to face-off. Knowing me, and especially if I have a good Friday or a good Saturday morning, uh, you know, <laughs> won't be able to hesitate. But yeah, let's let's roll with Notre Dame on this one. That's why we make sure Justin is free every time we have a Twitter space. That's a guy after my own heart. You know, you you had a good night the night before. You won one of your bets, so then you're like, oh, you know, I I got an extra, you know, X amount of dollars. Uh, this game's gonna be on my TV anyways. I'll I'll sprinkle a little bit. Didn't have a I didn't have a, a play earlier in the week, but now that I know it's gonna be on my TV, man, after my own heart right there. Um, Hutton, what about you? You know, he he's he's sitting on the sideline until he isn't. Is there anything that you're going to be trying to place uh, in this one pre, uh, you know, heading in? And I also, for what it's worth, sometimes they sporadically put up live lines. I wouldn't be shocked that this is the game that we get one of those live lines on this week, especially if one of these teams goes down early. Um, and then that might be, you know, the, the better way to attack it. You know, uh, just uh, hope for a live line, potentially be able to get one of these teams while they're down, getting a couple goals. But anything that you're looking at pre-flop or how do you really break this one down? Duke, the slight favorite on the spread, minus one and a half, but it's a true pick of minus 115 both ways on the money line. How are you looking at this one, Hutton? I think Notre Dame should be favored in this game. Um, you know, I think they'll, it should be flipped. I don't think they should be multi, you know, like point favorites. I think one and a half. But uh, I think Notre Dame, like you could make the case that Notre Dame is the second best team in the ACC behind Virginia. I'd still put Virginia up there despite, you know, their loss to Richmond and blowout to um, Maryland. I think this Duke team's pretty good too. And I, I think, you know, I, I expected them to beat UNC. I thought it was going to be closer, but um you know, this isn't a disservice to Duke. I just think Notre Dame sitting at three and four, that record's deceptive. I mean, they, other than Detroit, they haven't had any easy games. They played Georgetown, they played Maryland, they played Ohio State, played Michigan, they played Virginia, and then they just whooped up on Syracuse. Um, I like Notre Dame on the minor line too, because I don't want to lay the high juice. And I also think, you know, minus 115, like, like I said, if I think Notre Dame should be favored. Well, why not take them on the money line? Um, so I'm leaning Notre, Notre Dame this game. Um, I also kind of like the under. 25 and a half uh, is the total. I wish it was 26 and a half. Definitely if it was 27 and a half, I'd hammer that under. But these are two slow-paced teams. Um, you know, we've seen them. They can put up goals when they need to. But um, you know, we saw last week Duke played a, you know, a pretty slow game. Adler really stepped up. was a brick wall against UNC. Part of the reason why that total was so ended so low, but, you know, Duke ranks 56th in pace out of 73 teams. Notre Dame ranks 45th. You know, if you buy into pace like I do, I, I think this total could go under. I'm just not super comfortable at 25 and a half. That's why it's just a lean for me, but uh, my official play from this game is Notre Dame money line at minus 115. Um, I'm curious, just because they're both at minus 115, 
if you should get it now or, or wait. I don't really know how to read it. I'd probably get it now just in case. I feel like if I had to guess, more money would come in on Notre Dame as more of a public – well, Duke's a public team too, but I just feel like there's probably more Notre Dame fans that are looking to, to get on the money line here. So I would get it now. Um, but I'm curious to see the line movement. I can't really get a read on how it's going to turn out. Well, I think if you look to the spread, there's already been people who are kind of feeling the same way as Justin and saying, um, hey, this this is probably going to be a close game. I'm just going to look to take the dog. I think that's why they put it a pick them both ways. And, you know, the books, that's why they have these beautiful sports books. You know, you walk in there, they got the nice couches, the TVs are on. You never see a light bulb out in the place because they're making you pay minus 115 both ways on a bet that's, uh, you know, just a, a coin flip there. So I think you're already seeing on the spread minus 160. You've seen the move, um, you know, going towards Notre Dame. So I, I I would actually be surprised if Notre Dame doesn't go off the favorite. I don't know if they'll go off at minus one and a half, but I do think, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a minus 120 or more as it gets closer to game time for Notre Dame. And that's why you kind of pivot me perfectly into it. My best bet this week, um, I'm going to do a little bit of a twofer. I I, I hate the juice having to lay minus 160, but I'm with Justin. I think this is going to be a close game, so I wish I would have got to it a little bit sooner. But I'll I'll lay the minus 160 for just one unit to get the goal and a half with Notre Dame. And I go two units on Notre Dame minus 115. I, I think for me... If you just look at the X's and O's of this game, Notre Dame averages 11 cause turnovers per game. That's second in the nation. They're going to look to come into this game and cause pressure to potentially force mistakes on this Duke side. And if they force mistakes, get them frustrated, get them into some penalty trouble. That's also been really good for Notre Dame as they move forward a little bit here and have gotten back into form. They're also the second in the nation in their man-up offense efficiency. So I think causing turnovers and forcing penalties is the way for Notre Dame to get this win. I also just think from a handicapping aspect, this spot really plays to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's next game is going to be Marquette, and I look at Duke being in one of those textbook sandwich spots. So I'm going to try and stack this thing up like a Dagwood and take a bite into it because Duke plays UVA on Thursday. Not only do they have to place the Wahoos next, they have to play them on a short week, while as Notre Dame's going to be facing Marquette, yes, on a short week as well. But I feel like you can add a little bit more focus into this game than playing Marquette than taking on your, your, your vaunted rivals in Virginia the following game for Duke. So I think it's a sandwich spot. I'm looking to take a bite out of it. If there's ever a time for Notre Dame to feel confident, it has to be after they just dropped 22 goals against Petro and Syracuse, right? So I think this is ND moving in the right direction. I think it's a sandwich spot for Duke. And that's why my best bet this week is going to be Notre Dame on the money line, two units. And I'm also going to get the one and a half with one unit. I got to lay, you know, the 160 to do it. But, um, you know, I, I think that one hopefully ends up getting home for me too. JB, I'll swing it your way. I think you got a two-pack for the folks here for your best bets in NCAA action. We'll do a little recap after Hutton gives his, and we'll get you folks out of here on another edition of Bet on the Cross. But Justin Byers, front office sports business writer, best bet time. What do you got? Yeah, we got a nice little two-pack this week again. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I've got Bryant plus one and a half. And I know a lot of people have seen this Bryant team kind of get off to a slow start. And people look at what St. Joe's has done this season. They've played really well. They've got a great record. They're kind of turning the corner with that program as of late. 
But we're in conference play, and, and teams are really fighting for it. And we've seen Bryant kind of come, al- come alive the past couple weeks. Um, they started slow, like I mentioned, but they have three straight wins over Hobart, Merrimack, and Long Island. I know those aren't the best programs, but they're, they're three straight wins, and their conference wins too. And that win over Hobart, that, that goes to show you something. They've only had one true bad loss, and that's the Air Force, who is a, a decent, formidable team this year. Um, you think Bryant maybe would be able to kind of squeeze by him, but that's just what we were saying earlier, the nature of college across. And uh, I think Bryant's going to try to turn turn the conference play into uh, a chance to kind of make the NCAA tournament. I know they have to win their automatic bid to kind of get there, and getting a, a good win against St. Joe's is a way to kind of kickstart that that ambition. So I think they'll they'll keep it close. It's it's in uh, Rhode Island. Of course, they're coached well by Mike Pressler. Um, I just don't see them being able to – I think they should be favored, honestly, in this game. And the fact that they're getting plus one and a half is is easy. And uh, my second pick, after what we saw from uh, Richmond last week, it's it's easy to go with their over in the next game. That's against Jacksonville. And the total right now is at 24 and a half. I expect that to kind of maybe creep up as we get closer to Saturday. And we saw Richmond put up uh, a ton of goals against UVA last week in their upset win, probably their their biggest win in program history. And so uh, I know they can they can play ball. And we've both we've all seen Jacksonville be able to compete with every team in the nation. And they do so by putting up goals. So we've got the perfect marriage here with two teams that, that play offensively through themselves. And they're always going to at least try and make something happen no matter what the score is. So no matter if Richmond goes up or Jacksonville goes down or vice versa, I know they're going to keep fighting and try to get some goals. And I think maybe that line should have been 25 and a half, maybe even 26. The fact that we're getting at 24 right now is I feel like it's a golden opportunity. So we're rolling with Bryant plus one and a half and over 24 and a half in Jacksonville versus Richmond. Love it. That's Justin Byers with Front Office Sports, a business writer over there. Check out not only his timeline, but his work as well. Does a terrific job, not only writing the news, but breaking it too. My guys over there with FOS doing a great job. Hutton Jackson, he's with the Action Network, and he's got some action on our network right now. Bet on lacrosse. Hutton, what do you got for the folks, man? Yeah, so I, I gave out Notre Dame money line earlier. I'm taking another money line, too, uh, and I, I like Denver. Um, they're minus 150, plus one and a half, so that's a little too much juice for me, and I think they can win this game. So I'm going Denver minus one and a half against Villanova. Villanova's a good team. Denver, I feel like, has kind of gotten a bad rap this year because they've maybe underperformed up to their expectations, but I still like them in this game. I don't know. I just – for me, it's it's more of a pick 'em, um, and the fact that they're uh, you know they're getting plus one and a half. I wish, I wish I could get, take the plus one and a half. Maybe I'll do what you did, Dan, and you know lay a little bit on the the spread as well as the money line. I already got them on the money line, but um, I think this Denver team deserves a little bit more credit. I think they're playing a lot better now than they were at the beginning of the season. They had a big win against Towson in Ohio State recently. Lost to Georgetown pretty pretty badly, and I think that might be why. Um, they're the underdogs in this game, but I don't know. From what I, I've seen from Villanova, I'm just not as impressed, and I just think that this is a good spot for Denver to to get a you know big win against a Big East rival. Right now, I like Denver in this spot. It just feels like the right spot for me, um, so that's why I like backing them on the money line. That's my best bet. 
Yeah, and some people may want to say, oh, but Denver has to travel across the country, their body clock time. Um, Yeah, they had to do that against Ohio State, too. 10 a.m. Mountain Time body clock time. They got a win in that one. They had to do it 10 a.m. body clock time against North Carolina. They lost that one, but they took North Carolina down to the wire. Only one goal win for North Carolina. So, um, you know, sometimes those formulaic, oh, well, they got to travel across the country. It's going to be so early. Um, yeah, you, you try try fading. Uh, you know, I hate to go cross sports, but try fading the Seattle Seahawks in a one o'clock game against the spread. See how that works out for you. So, uh, you know, don't fall into those old school handicapping narratives. Uh, I think Hutton uh, with a strong play there looking towards Denver taking on Villanova. So to recap it. He's going Denver money line against Villanova. JB going Bryant one and a half. And he's also taking the over in the Jacksonville and Richmond game. I'm laying it with Notre Dame. You know, I I don't, I I expect the market to move in their direction, but uh, I'm just going to get in on it now. Give me Notre Dame on the money line over Duke. What we have in box for you this weekend, bandits laying the two and a half over in the Riptides and Bandits game as well, that number 22 and a half, that via Hutton from the Action Action Network. And I am going with the over in the Seals-Wings game. If you can get it 21 and a half, you have Caesars, do that. I'm rolling with the over 22 and a half. So that about does it for us. That's our thoughts on this week's NLL and NCAA slate. Want to remind you, next week, we will be opening up the floor once again, be getting your takes on lacrosse action coming up next weekend. Um, you know, I said we were going to keep it a little bit tighter, and guess what? We're still all going to be super tired tomorrow morning because we did not keep it much tighter. But we're going to be hearing from you guys and gals tuning in next week on the edition. Um, drop us a line on Twitter, at BetOnLacrosse, at ProLacrosseBets. If you didn't get to be heard on the Twitter space this week, we know you'll be interacting with us on Twitter, and we look forward to doing that with you. Let us know who you're betting on. Let us know if you agree with us, disagree with us. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. And as always, best of luck with your bets. Hopefully we're talking to you next week with some more cash in your pockets for Justin Byers with FOS, for Action Jackson, Hutton Jackson with the Action Network. I'm Dan Alexander with Wager Talk and Gambling.com. We'll talk to you next weekend, and good luck this weekend.